what is up y'all i feel like it's been forever since we did a episode but world of wwe is back in the saddle let's ride it let's baby we are back ride it my pony my saddle i have issues that's pony vibing genuine and i mentioned saddle so we're back in the saddle very sure damn right that's right uh obviously welcome back to dan macho man dan dig it and latino heat carlos can you feel the heat um and i mean i don't know i don't i don't know if there's really a nickname or moniker yet that that i can go to with but we'll figure it out so thank you for checking out the world of wwe podcast if you are listening today then you are checking out our wwe friday night smackdown official recap and experience video from september 10th 2021 live in the garden madison square garden in new york city so for those of you who don't know carlos and i actually met up at the show we didn't sit together carlos is a ding dong ditcher and uh so yeah but it was a good show so we're gonna obviously go over the recap in the episode but during moments we're gonna be talking about like our experience being there and what it was like inside the arena dan was watching at home so he can tell us like you know his reaction to what he saw on tv so with before you get the both sides of both perspectives you get the best of both worlds here and no yeah montana (laughs) i keep making pop culture references that make no sense to anybody under the age of fucking like 27. so um um first make sure you subscribe to us on youtube hit the like bell the notification bell and you can leave a comment to us. Dan, why do we leave? Well, not leave. Why Jeez, he's putting me on the spot every time. Well, I mean, it just it saves you a lot of time from having to look us up like in the search bar and everything. And it only takes you a split second to actually do it. So, I mean, come on. It's a no-brainer. My favorite part is beginning when he goes, well, it's like... <laughs> um, and Carlos... Well, you got to stop putting me on the spot, my guy. This well, is what you got to do. No, well, it's listen. It's it's just do it. <laughs> no, um, yeah. So follow, you know, hit the notification bell on fucking YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, well, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, iTunes. We're on iTunes, right? That's Apple Podcasts. Same fucking thing, right? No. I don't know. Just, we're on. We're on Apple. Listen to us on iTunes or not iTunes. Listen to us on Apple Podcast. Um, we're just fucking available everywhere, y'all. Just type in World of WWE Podcast and you'll fucking find us. Simple. Hi. Um. Yeah, we're on Instagram too. We'll put all that shit in the description. Let's just jump right into it. I'm tired of talking about nonsense. How did we think of SmackDown? Let's give a quick thought to this here dan what did you think of smackdown don't go too into detail but did you think it was good bad indifferent well it certainly had a lot of writing for it so yeah it was a pretty good smackdown okay how about you carlos i thought it was really good yeah i i do have to agree with carlos i liked it I felt the energy in the arena was really good. Yeah, that's another yeah, thing. Like, yeah, you lucky bastards to... got to actually feel the electricity coming at you. I didn't. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> okay. Wah, wah. Yeah, but you got to meet Mick Foley and Lita, so I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've met a lot more people than that, but that's another story. Another wow. Shots fired. Um... And Carlos also met some people, but we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, it was a good show. Carlos got there. What time? Two o'clock you got to the arena? So so I got there at around 1.32 p.m. Then, like, I, 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 will, I will go to the entrance area, like, where the wrestlers, most of the wrestlers walk in. 
and then I saw Sasha Banks. She she was there, but she wasn't on the show. But she she was there. She she just walked. She just walked in, but she didn't. She doesn't really take pictures with anybody. But but yeah, I do respect that. Um, she's she's I, playing hard to get, Carlos. That's what she's doing. I know, I know. But I saw Selena Vega walk in. She actually took pictures with fans. Um, I didn't even know Carmelo was there. Like I saw people saying, I saw people cheering. I'm like, who the hell is that? And then and then they're like, oh, that's Carmelo. I'm like, oh shit. I saw. Um, I got a picture with Biggie and a couple more people. Mm-hmm. I was feeling jealous because. I was out in Central Park walking while Carlos was meeting and seeing. You also saw Natalia. Don't forget her, Natty. You saw mad people, yeah, yeah. Carlos. You're not even telling everybody who you saw. You saw mad fucking people. Didn't you see Kevin Owens? You want me to say everybody? I mean, how many people did you see? I mean, if it's not going to take an hour. So I saw, um, I saw Bobby Lashley walk in. Why um, was Bobby Lashley on SmackDown? That's what we were. I have no idea. He was being. Um, I saw. I saw Keith Lee. And Keith Lee is huge. He had to walk in the door sideways, so he is huge. Keith Lee. Fatty, fatty, two by four can't fit out the backside door. I saw Otis. Otis is funny as hell too. He's enough. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte Flair looks like so like, like how do I like so ripped and like tall. Why are Raw wrestlers going into a SmackDown arena? Charlotte Flair fought Rhea Ripley in a dark match, and we'll talk about that before. Okay, 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 okay. But there used to be a thing called kayfabe. What happened to that? What do you mean, Carlos? No, that was me. I said that. Oh, my God, Dan, I need to go to sleep. What do you mean, Macho Man Dan? I mean, like, there used to be a thing called kayfabe where, like, they at least used to try and make you believe that wrestlers don't you know do that i understand it's hard now in the day of like social media and everything but they're not even trying anymore i mean what dan what do you what they like like raw superstars didn't go to smackdown smackdown superstars didn't go to to raw like that's Uh, not gonna work you're saying that they shouldn't have had all those wrestlers if they weren't going to be directly on the show yeah and, and they shouldn't have been unless like unless there was something to make it make sense like that wouldn't even made sense yeah I'm just, I'm just saying, like, there's supposed to be a thing called, or at least there used to be a thing called kayfabe. I guess they've completely thrown that out the window now. Hmm, you think? So, let me just, can, I know that we're going to get into the show. I'm so, Wait, did you see anybody else, Carlos, or was that it with Charlotte Flair? Um, I saw Rhea walk in. I saw Shotzi and Tegan Knox. Um... Damn, you're a lucky bastard. <laughs> That's all I can remember right now. It's all right. Tamina. Tamina. So before we got into the arena. And uh, Dabakato. Dabakato. Didn't you see Dominic too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dominic um, and Ray. Dominic came like an hour before Ray. Did, were, like, did you see them walk into the arena? Who? Like where you Dominic and Ray, to, you know? How yeah, yeah, they they walked. They were walking into the building, yeah. And you saw, like, you saw, you know, Sasha was just right there and walking like that. That that's kind of where they were too. Yeah, she just walked straight in. Like she walked into the area where all the fans could see her. And did everybody else walk in that area too, or not really? Some people, I guess, the bigger guys went into like the the private area, like Roman Reigns, John Cena, Seth Rollins, Brock. They went in, like they went into a private area. Um, Becky. Um, I saw Bianca walking with Montez Ford. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're also jealous of Zelina Vega. We know. And yeah, we know I sure how much was. And I was mad she wasn't there. I would have had a heart attack if she was. You could have came. Can I just wait? Can I speak on that really quick? Can I just really, 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 really speak on that for one second? And then we're gonna yes. Ask. Her fucking father lost his life in the World Trade Center. And you're going to pull her match from the fucking card. And then to have her, she got new gear dedicated to her dad. It was supposed to be Carmella and Selena Vega against, I think. Um, I feel like that would have been kind of. Oh, it was supposed to be against Tony Storm 
and I don't know who else it was. Uh, and Tony Storm and Liv Morgan. It was supposed to be Liv Morgan and Tony Storm against Zelina Vega and Carmella, and they pulled it. And she just felt so bad. Like she posted, or like she posted earlier. I can't wait to see you all. I can't wait to see, you know do this in honor of my dad. And then during the show, she posted never mind, and then a picture of her outfit. Like that's fucked up. Like if you're gonna really support, you're showing pictures of fucking George Bush and Obama talking and all kinds of shit. Her father actually died in it. Why wouldn't you just have her like even fight? You don't even have to have her say anything. But like. She actually experienced it firsthand, you know? But fuck you, WWE. Uh, let's go over quick. So before the match even, before the event even started, there was a fucking fight outside, man. I kept trying to get Carlos to pay attention. He was not into it. This, these two ladies were brawling man right outside the arena fighting and i couldn't help but pay attention you know when you're still like you're not looking but you're totally fucking listening that was yeah. i thought time. they were just they were just playing around no they were brawling carlos because what happened was this one girl's like i don't like her i'm not gonna say profanity she said more than i don't like her she said i don't like her she's phony and fake <laughs> she's phony as fake as fuck I just said fuck WWE so I can say the word. Funny as thick as fuck. I don't like that bitch. Da, 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 da. Fuck her. When she come over here, I'm going to fucking tell her to go fuck her, though, right? Swearing. The mm. over. Once the girl walks over, the big girl that was talking shit, well, they were both big, but the girl that was saying she's going to fuck her up, she walked away. And so the girl standing there goes, What just happened? What? Like, like mad, like, 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 something like, like she about to, I'm like, Ooh, here we go. Then the two of them meet up again, and it's like in a group. Like, there's like all these guys, and then it's the two, like three girls, and the two girls are fighting. And you see the girl, like, taking her hand, going, What is the problem? Like, they're like doing, and I'm like, Ooh, someone got to put their hand up. Where the fuck is Natalia? Where's Tamina? They need to come out. Where's Naya? Get Naya, she'll stop it. not serious. Stop it. Fucking Naya will come out and injure somebody, and it'll end. So, yeah. Get Naya. So um, eventually, like, it calmed down and we got in. Um, Carlos and I actually were able, we walked up the steps, right? We got through, like, whatever. I was nervous that it was going to be a long wait. How long was the wait, Carlos? Like, maybe an, an hour? I mean, we waited outside for a while, but I mean, when once we got. Like, like to get in was like a 30 minute. Yeah. So. We get in. Carlos went to his seat. I went on mine. Went to mine. And, and I was calling him from the other side of the arena. Yeah, and he we'll was freaking. And he would ask, well, "Where are you?" Where? But I saw him waving. We'll talk about that. So the person <laughs> next to me, I think his name was James. I'm sorry if it's not and you're listening. He was fucking awesome as fuck, by the way. He came from West Virginia. His Girlfriend had bought him the tickets, and they drove four hours to get there, and they were going to drive four back. And it was his first live show. So I wanted to give him a good time because I fucking knew I was going to go hard, and I'm like, you're going to fucking love it, man. So I was like, dude, I'm like, going to get really into it. I was kind of like letting him know, like, because he was asking, like, oh, do they do any shows beforehand? I'm like, they sometimes do main event, but who knows, right? So we're talking, right? Then Carlos calls me. Now, Carlos was right. You were like, you were pretty much behind the commentators. And I was on the this, this side. I was on like the left side of Carlos, but I was up more on the side. So um, we're trying to find each other. And Carlos is on the phone and he's screaming my name. Yeah, and he's waving, right? And I'm trying my hardest to find him, and I'm really bad at seeing. So I'm even having Dory, my fiance, like try to look, and she's like, "Wait!" And like I'm looking, I'm looking, everyone's looking to find him. I can't see him. And it was funny because Carlos is so loud. The lady in front of me was like, "Where is he? I'm gonna try to help to find him too. Where is he? Where's Carlos?" Even though he was saying it too. I was start. I was starting chance and everything. Yeah. So. Um, before the show started, we saw Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And the match wasn't too long. It was probably like, what, like a six-minute, eight-minute match. Um, and Charlotte Flair got the win after applying the figure eight. Not a lot of stuff going on here. They didn't really do anything um, out of the ordinary. They had a good match, but 
I felt like they didn't give it their all. I never understood why they do like matches before that kind of like thing. I never understood that. Yeah, I didn't get it either. I think maybe just to have like someone from Raw, Charlotte Flair, be on the show for people to see. Maybe I don't. Because know. when I went to a SmackDown Live thing once. I think it was like Natalia versus Tamir or something. I know Natalia and Tamir were there, but like this was a long time ago, like 2019. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel so long ago. <laughs> but like, I never understood it. Why did they do that kind of thing? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. So then, Dan, you're going to have to tell me if you guys saw this because I, I felt like they cut it out. Before the show started, Lillian Garcia. Per, like saying America the Beautiful or the Star Spangled Banner, whatever the fuck was it she's saying. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that on TV? Because uh, I, I remember. I don't remember it, but maybe they put it on like YouTube or something. Because I remember when I turned on SmackDown to watch it, I just saw her, like they didn't show her. It was like a very far away view, and you just see her dress and her in the mm-hmm. ring, but like. You don't see anything, and then it just goes to the video. Pack. No, it, no, no, no. We didn't see that part. No, what we saw was just like, uh, you know, the the whole promo or whatever they showed. Okay, yeah. So she sang "America the Beautiful" before we all went hard. We were all screaming "USA." I don't know why they didn't show her perform because she did that over twenty years ago. But she's technically not a like um employee for. Yeah, but Wait, who's saying it? Lillian Garcia. Wasn't she like a uh, like an old announcer for WWE? Once? Yeah, she was a long from ninety nine to I think two thousand and I think she left in like twenty seventeen. I think so, yeah, something like that. Um, but I just thought it was weird that they didn't use her, but anyway, so the show starts and Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, the Usos, the bloodline, they come down to the ring and I don't even, I, I don't even, I just feel like it just, they were just starting to talk and then Lesnar came out and we went hard, well, I went hard for Lesnar. I was like, fuck him up, Lesnar. Like, I went no. Anthony sent me a video after he's like, you, you can literally hear him go, fuck him up, Lesnar. Dude, I went hard. Carlos did too. Anthony, Anthony was going hard fucking core for Brock. He's a fan of Brock. Well, what was cool for me is I hadn't seen Brock Lesnar since 2002. So that's why I lost my shit because I, I hadn't seen him since I was a kid. So, like, to see him again. What do you mean you haven't seen him since he was a kid? Since I was a kid. Like, what do you mean? Like, an a, a live event, you mean? An a live event, yeah. I had. Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what do you mean? No, I didn't play TV no, for no, years. No. What the hell no. are you talking about? No, I meant like. I, didn't, I, I, just, I was just quiet for Brock. I can't stand him. I can't stand the guy. I was excited. Can't, to I see can't him. stand Bobby Dashie. Oh, uh, okay. Anyways, I was excited to see him just because you know, like I said, I hadn't seen him in a while. He comes down and he basically it's like puts Paul Heyman on the spot and he goes, "How come you didn't tell Roman that I was at SummerSlam?" And then um, we all started chanting, "You fucked up! You fucked you fuck!" Yeah, you could hear that. Yep. And then they cut it off though during the show, like you couldn't hear it. Like they yeah, couldn't... they did that whole. Uh, they did the thing where like you know they plant in like the cheering and everything, which I thought they got rid of, but apparently yeah. not. And pretty much like range like before Lesnar came out, he just said that he owned New York and you know just bragging. And then um, so again, so Lesnar asked Heyman why he didn't tell Roman. Heyman's surprise, and then Roman grabs the title and walks away from the ring. And then he basically talks about being Lesnar's advocate for 20 years. And uh, basically, he I think he pretty much just tells like Lesnar, like, why don't you go for another title? Like, don't go after the universal title. And then Lesnar tells him to accept his challenge before Roman fires him. Heyman gets scared, and Lesnar gives him five seconds to reply to his answer. Lesnar then picks up Paul Heyman for an F5, and that's when Roman Reigns ran into the ring and hit Brock with a Superman punch. The Usos then hit him with super kicks. 
but then he attacks them with clotheslines and hits German suplexes on both Usos. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. What did you expect? Yeah, like he's like the Usos were never gonna stand a chance. No, they they did not stand a chance. Like maybe one super kick, but that ain't gonna do much to him. I mean, for God's sakes, he took what three tombstone pile drivers and still didn't go down. Like I mean, to a pin. <laughs> Well, what was cool, too, um, about the segment is they, they're keeping the storyline going. Who is Paul Heyman going to work with, you know? And I really like that idea. But yeah, that's a smart. They're not, like, answering the question yet. Like, it's a smart idea. Dan, what did you think of this segment? I thought it was a good segment. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I had fun. Yeah. How about you, Carlos? What did you think? I also enjoyed the segment, too. I went, I went ape shit for fucking Roman when he came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we know, we know. You're a huge Roman fan, you know. Gotta, you gotta kiss the bloodline's butt, you know. I'm, I'm proud of it. Uh, You'd be proud of that. <laughs> Carlos, I love you, man. I didn't say nothing there. Uh, Had to rival chief. Let's rival chief. Um, I cheered for Roman, too. Just his music is fucking... Yeah, after all the shit that he talks about him. Listen, I got to respect the man. You know, I cheered for him when I saw him live. I will say I was surprised because I thought Roman, and, you know, I've seen him more than once, but I felt like he was bigger than usual. And, Carlos, I don't know if you – well, not bigger than usual. I thought, you know, I felt like he was taller. But then I don't know if you caught this, Carlos, but he kind of sounded different in the arena. His voice was kind of like. Did you hear that? Did you catch that? Like his voice sounded a little different. Like he might have had like something like, like his throat might have been sore. Like he didn't sound like himself. Me and we were like, wait, that's him. Yeah, he he did sound like he was like maybe like coming back from like the lost voice or something. Yeah, like he didn't sound. How did you did you hear something like that, Dan, on the the TV, or did it sound normal? Not really. He actually he actually, he actually sounded worse last week. Mm. Yeah, he didn't say he's didn't I mean, stuff. kinda, but like it wasn't like very noticeable to me. I mean, maybe it's just yeah. me. Maybe everybody else heard it. I don't know. I I didn't hear it. It was weird. It was strange. So then our next match happens, and I think it's a ten man tag. It's the team of Ray Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Mr. Money in the Bank, Big E, Rick Boogs, and Intercontinental Champion King Nakamura taking on Apollo Cruz. Commander Aziz, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Robert Roode. Before the match starts, Sami Zayn grabs a microphone and he introduces Trey Young, who is from basketball, the NBA's Atlanta Hawks. I think um, he's like from a rival team of New York. I think he also used to play for New York, maybe. But he comes down. And there's, like, drama, and during the match, he gets kicked out, and all the fans start cheering, like, you know, goodbye to him, we're happy he's gone. What was funny was I kept saying, like, every time Roman kept, like, coming out, I'm like, bye, because, like, he kept leaving. He'd come out, and then he'd leave. It's like, you talk all this shit, and then he, I was like, all right, bye, I'll see you later, Roman. Come out in two hours. Bye. I'll see you. Roman Reigns? Yeah, like, he first came out, he ran away from Lesnar. The end. He fucking ran away from Balor. Like, we'll talk when we get there, but, like, okay, see him. Ran away? Ran... Oh, my God. We'll talk. We'll get there. He didn't run away. I didn't see that. They didn't show that on TV. I didn't see that part. Wait, what do you mean? I, I don't I don't remember seeing him walking out. Like, no, 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 he didn't run away from him. He just, like, left the ring. They just steered each other oh. down, and then he left. Yeah, they did that. They did show that. I was like, he what? didn't run away, but, I mean, like, you know, it's like, dude, you talk all this shit, and then, like, you walk away twice. But yeah, you did walk away when like when uh when like uh I think it was like Paul Heyman got F five or whatever. Yeah. You uh, did walk away from that. So then anyways, uh Trey what is it, Trey Young? Yep, he gets ejected from ringside and the end comes when Biggie hits a big ending on Sammy Zane. Carlos, what did you think of the match? It was a, it was a good match. There was a lot of bodies like that one, like a lot of star power in that one match. Yeah, I um, and I'll get to the end. I thought that Otis was huge. I was surprised with how big Otis was. Um, and I'm sorry, you've seen him on TV. You didn't think he was going to be that big? No, but I mean, like, like TV makes him look small. Like he's big. Like he's a big dude. Like I know he looks big on TV, but I'm telling you, like, he's more round in person. 
and Commander Aziz is very tall. Uh, yeah, that I, you know, Ray was tiny, but Ray, you know, obviously we know he's tiny. Dominic, I've seen Dominic before. He's obviously tall. And I was also surprised at Big E because Big E was, um, you know, jacked. So, anyways, the match ends, and then Big E gets an interview, and they ask Caleb Raxton asks him what's next for him. What was funny was the guy next to me during the whole show, we kept chanting for Caleb Raxton every time she came on. And he basically says that, Big E says, if you have what I need, I'm coming for your neck, and that he will be on Monday Night Raw the next night. So, Big E making promises. We then get a. I didn't know Monday Night Raw was on a Saturday. Oh, sorry. I mean Monday. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, you guys. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Yes, Monday. On Monday. I didn't even catch you said that. <laughs> on Monday night. Thank you. See, Carlos listens. I appreciate you, and thank you, Dan, too. Thank you, everybody, for keeping us afloat. So, we got a video package about George W. Bush talking about. Um, September 11th, and the guy next to me goes, yeah, he's the crappiest fucking president. So, next was my moment. Bianca Bellier comes down. She's taller in person, too. I thought she was going to be shorter. She's tall. Um, Adam Pierce then wants Bianca to sign the contract and make the match official for Extreme Rules, and Bianca cuts a promo basically saying that Becky Lynch is, was, you know, in the past was not one to duck a fight but that's changed now. She says that Becky keeps bringing up 26 seconds at SummerSlam because she knows that they really went toe-to-toe that Bianca would win. Bianca then signs the contract. The man, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, comes out, and I freak out. And Becky is wearing a, um, like, really over-the-top... A robe similar to, like, what Seth Rollins wears. Yeah, it was like a um, like a row. Well, how would you describe it? like a coat, like a mink coat kind of? It was like extra, and she has glasses, and um, she sits down. Like she needs to be original. Like stop trying to steal Seth Rollins stuff. Oh yeah, but I don't think Seth ever wore a coat that big though. No, he was he was he was he was wearing like a black and white one, but it was something like that. Yeah, but it wasn't that big, Carlos. Hers was huge. That was like a mink coat. That she was wearing. I don't think a guy would ever wear something like that. Do you think? So it was the same same idea though. Um, yeah. yeah. So Beck so Becky sits down and she says that Bianca Bellier was starstruck. She could either um she could either be a fan or you could be the man. And she tells Sony and Adam that she might have given a title match to Bianca tonight, or it could have been another night, but they are pushing the issue. Becky says, What if I don't want to sign the contract? contract contract and then we all the fans chant for becky to sign it sign it sign it right and then becky gets mad at us the crowd and tells us that she kept hearing we want becky chance while she was at home she came back and defeated the champion and she's leaving her little girl at home for us but the crowd is ungrateful becky signs a contract upset and throws it at bianca before leaving so she's blaming us. She's saying that we're turning our backs on her. We oh, they're really turning her heel. They are definitely really turning her heel, though. Yeah. She said, you know, like, I, I left my door at home for you people. You were cheering for me, and then I win the title, and now I'm this horrible person, pretty much. Yeah, I actually agree with her. Fuck y'all for oh. shooting on her winning the title. Fuck y'all. All right, damn. Represent my lady. Okay. Uh, Carlos, what did you think of that segment? Nothing. <laughs> why not? Because Sasha wasn't a part of it. That's why. Oh, that's I don't care about either of them. Because you kept waiting for her. He kept saying like Sasha's gonna come. Sasha's gonna come, and then she didn't. Yeah, I don't know why. She was literally there. That's what I don't get. I I think that I I would have liked to see Sasha, but to be honest with you, Carlos, I would rather have seen her in a different segment though. Because I feel like if they, like, I'm, I don't want to see another triple threat match for a fucking women's title. Like, just keep it this, have her come back and, you know, fight someone now and then fight Becky later. But, okay, Dan, how about you? It's a okay segment. I mean, I'm a little mad that she's turning heel, but, oh, well. 
I thought more was going to happen from it. I thought the two of them were going to get physical or, you know, but it was just very quick. And I also felt too, so Bianca Belair came down to the ring and she's standing there, you know, a video package go on, goes on, we're at commercial break. And I felt like they immediately, they were just like, okay, Bianca, your, your contract's out. Like they didn't do any sort of like real, it was weird. It was very rushed. They then see Paul Heyman backstage again and Kayla asks, him if he thinks Roman will accept the challenge from Brock Lesnar. Paul gets upset by Kayla and tells her that Roman will be out to see the Usos versus the Street versus the Street Profits later tonight. That's when Big E is standing behind Paul Heyman and shows off the money in the brain in the bank. So then this one was probably, I mean obviously he wouldn't have brought the match of the night. Edge taking on Seth Rollins, and this was a great match. They and a great ending, by the way. They tore the house down. Um, Dan, I don't know if you saw this on TV, but at one point before the match started, Edge kissed the mat. I didn't see that, but it could have been like a turn, a, a turn, and you'll miss it kind of thing. I think Surprisingly, it, I got that part on video. Yep, yeah, he, <laughs> he kissed the mat. Um, they, you know, it's a good match. They pull out a lot of stuff. You know, Seth Rollins hit him with a glam slam. Edge uh, hits a pedigree, suicide dives, all kinds of like just these guys buckle bombs. Rollins hit a super kick for like a six or seven time. Like this match is probably gonna be like one of the best matches on SmackDown of all time. Um, it was really good. Basically, the ending came after Rollins hit Edge with a stomp, and then he covered him. And right well, he kicked him like six or seven times. I and must then, say though, and I don't and think I you so guys happy. would have heard this. I don't think you guys would have heard this in the arena. But when he yelled, "Why won't you die?" I was just sitting there in shock, like holy shit. So then, yep, after, so right after the match, literally right after, a bunch of ambulances come, well, not ambulances, a bunch of paramedics come running down, they put them on a stretcher, Ray Mysterio <laughs> and other good guys come down, Sonny DeVille and Adam Pierce run down, um, and they put him in the ambulance. We then see Seth Rollins watching Edge go in the ambulance, and they ask Rollins how he feels, and he goes, I don't know how I feel. I don't even know who I am. That was confusing to me. I don't understand why they had to go with, like, Seth going berserk and not understanding it. I wish they had at least a reason. So let's jump to you then, Dan. So, okay, first, what do you think of the match? The match? Oh, my God. It was great. I loved the match. Um, would it compare to the SummerSlam one, though? I don't know if I'd say it was better. I'd say it was probably as good, maybe a little less, but it was still a damn good match. Um, again, I was really confused on why he uh, went berserk like that and acted like he didn't know why he did it, but okay. I do want to correct myself. Um, Rollins says, so when they ask him, how do you feel? He goes, maybe I don't feel anything at all. So he doesn't say he doesn't know how he feels. He says, maybe I don't. Well, no, that's still like, that sounds like unsure. Like you, like he still doesn't know exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, but if you, if you know Seth Rollins, you know, he plays those mind games like that. Yeah, I understand he does mind games. I understand that completely, but like that don't make sense either way, no matter who you are. I don't yeah. care if you're the fucking fiend. I don't care if you're Vince McMahon. That don't make shit sense. When I hear someone say I don't feel anything at all, what I take from that is that like you you just do what you do and not even think about it. Like he and I really like that idea. Like he just he very much put his on a stretcher, and they're like, "Oh my god, you just pretty much like injure this guy." Like, how do you feel? He's like, maybe again, anything. You know, I like that. Like it's almost like a serial killer. Like serial killers don't fucking care; they just kill people. You know, and so this guy is like, you know. Do I feel bad? 
do I feel happy? Maybe I just don't feel anything. Like maybe I just got rid of them to get rid of them, and the next person I'm gonna get rid of. So no, if, if 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 it's the way you like, if they mean it the way you're saying it, Anthony, then yeah, that's a good idea. But like from the way it just sounded really confusing to the point where yeah. I didn't understand it. Yeah, I noticed too in that segment, like you couldn't really hear him too well. Like even in the audience, like, I couldn't really understand what he was saying. Carlos, what did you think? The match was really good. I was really glad with the ending. <clears throat> I was like the only one who was cheering when like Edge. Yeah, because was- everybody loves Edge, and you just don't for some reason hate him. Yeah, like send his ass home, like please. But I have a like, question though, Carlos. If he wasn't now, he could be the he could be the husband and and father that he's supposed but to. Be. He, he shouldn't be in that room. Seriously, though, if he wasn't fighting, like, Seth Rollins or, like, Roman Reigns, would you like him or you just don't like him because he, he's fighting with the people you like? I just don't like him. I just don't like him. Wow. Okay, well, can you give me a reason why you don't like him? He literally comes back and then he just gets a title match. I just don't think that makes sense. Or, like, he just he just feels like he could take six months off or a month off then comes back. I, I liked it the first, like, when he first came back, like, the first time I were Rumble, I thought it was cool, you know? But then he got injured, and he came back again, and right away he gets a title match, and then he get and then he leaves again, well, and he comes back, and right away he gets a title match. So I, to me, that's just annoying, and I can't stand that shit. Well, he's think, Edge. He's the radar super. He's star. Edge. That, he needs to earn his fucking shot. He literally caught. He literally cut the line when Seth Rollins was supposed to get it before 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 him. Going out there, the going out there, and just confronting Roman Reigns does not mean you you deserve a match. I'm sorry, girls. Edge, but that Edge don't may mean be a legend, but he needs to. He needs to. He needs but okay, to. Okay, okay, Carlos. He needs to, to earn his shot. He can't he just. Did he deserve can't that just, title. He did deserve at least a title match because he, he had to give up the title when he was injured. He lost his match at Mania. He lost his match at Mania. He can't just come back and money the bank. Well, oh, I you know, know, I have a question though. I do have a question. Well, what about when fucking Roman Reigns? What made Roman Reigns deserve a title shot against the Fiend? Because yeah. he tacked them both. Okay, but Carlos, can I also ask you this? So yeah, he lost against um he lost against Roman and Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. I'm not gonna say he didn't. But to be fair, Edge never got a one on one match until Money in the I Bank. Think, yeah. And to well, be it fair, was still, it was still it was still a championship match. Okay, but you and said it Seth, yourself. Seth, it was either you or Anthony. It was either you or Anthony that said this. Before, that Daniel Bryan should not have been involved in the match. Pause. What are you all talking? Hang on. One at a time. So what I was saying was basically that one, I don't know if it was you or Anthony. I don't know who said it, but one of y'all said that Daniel Bryan shouldn't have been involved. He didn't need to be in the match, blah, blah, blah. And basically, even though I may disagree with that, he didn't get a one-on-one shot. And when Edge had to retire, he was World Heavyweight Champion. He never got a rematch for his title until then. And I then agree. he didn't get a one-on-one yeah, rematch. Yeah, well, that's the past. He Things passed. change. Huh? He needs, he needs to, he's literally just coming back, and he can't, he can't just, like, start from the... Like, what? that's literally bringing him back and starting him at the top, at the head of the line. Like, what type of... That's not even fair. I do have a question. Like, the guys who work, who work, who work harder question. than him, that work harder than him, and then, and then, oh yeah, yeah, he's a he's a he's a guy with a crippled me- crippled neck. I feel bad for him. Let me put Carlos, him in the title match. I have two no questions. two serious questions. I have no two no no questions. Really, two serious ones. Why do you? And I really want to know why did Roman Reigns deserve a title shot after he attacked the Fiend at SummerSlam? Because he's Roman Reigns. <laughs> that's like saying that's like saying Curtis Axel deserves a title match because he's fucking Curtis Axel. That don't be shit. And then. Part two. So if it's not Edge and not you can't say Seth Rollins, who do you think on the SmackDown roster people would want to see fight Roman Reigns? And Money in the Bank or like? Well, who do you think is a main event star on SmackDown that would that people would pay to? Besides see? him and Lesnar. Besides him and Lesnar. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. You guys could you guys could disagree with me if you want, but I but I feel like. There's a lot of guys. Big E. Um, let's let's keep going. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> and you don't have to. You always have to put many bank guys in. And you could always put like like mid card guys too, like Otis. 
He's a guy that can so hang who, with Roman Reigns most likely. But I'm thinking realistically, like Carlos, for example, you don't like Edge, right? But you would pay to see Edge get beat up, right? Because you don't like him. Are we really going to care to see fucking Otis versus Roman Reigns? I mean, I would. I would rather see paint not even dry, just sit there. Because what does that do for anybody? To me, Edge just doesn't belong in that ring at all right now. I think <laughs> Edge did Reigns a favor for even fighting him. Yeah, I mean he's a he's one of the greatest of all time. He's a hall. Reigns Reigns did him a favor because Edge because Edge got to get in the ring with Roman Reigns. Had Roman Reigns being that much of a big star. Okay, <laughs> clearly Carlos just does not like Edge in general. He said he kisses Roman Reigns' butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did, he did say that. He said, I like it, Carlos. <laughs> you guys watch. Oh. No, 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 no. Earlier, Carlos, I said you kissed Roman Reigns' butt. You said you liked it. <laughs> he did, Carlos. You did. <laughs> you probably didn't hear the whole thing, but you were like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we were laughing. And then we were like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not saying nothing. I, I say that. one bad thing about it. You guys just want to get out me. No, 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 no! I'm not saying what I'm not saying what you're saying about Edge is bad. I just needed a reason behind it because what you said didn't make sense to me. Like I thought maybe all right, maybe with this whole set thing, it's over. But like I thought, you know, that's what I thought. But then you say you hate Edge. I didn't know you didn't like Edge that much. No, oh, I can't stand the guy. Okay, well, well, now we know. Now we know that Edge. Fuck Edge in Carlos's mind. I, listen, I hear. I just think, in my opinion, like I hear you, but I feel like it was a good match, and I'd rather see someone like Edge fight Roman Reigns than fucking Roman Reigns against fucking Commander Aziz, which is probably going to happen in about two months. But let's move on. So we go backstage, and Roman Reigns is talking to the Usos, and um, he, you know, talked about how he claimed to be running the show. He tells them to be the Street Profits in the main event. The Usos say they will make him and the family proud. They leave. Roman Reigns then looks at Paul Heyman. And he says, why didn't you tell me Brock Lesnar was at SummerSlam? And then Pullman Reigns. Uh, Pullman Reigns. Oh, my goodness. Pullman Reigns. That's going to be his new nickname. Paul Heyman then just, like, starts to stutter. Really, we don't really have to get into too much there because it wasn't really a match. But it's just kind of, again, planting the seed of – who is pulling him here aside with. So our main event is the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I was surprised. I, I understand why now it was the main event, but I was surprised that Edge and Rollins didn't close the show. And we saw SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos, taking on the Street Profits. And this was a really good match. The, we were loud for it. We were going hard. We were chanting, this is awesome. It was really good. The ending came after Roman Reigns Pretty much the Street Profits were kicking ass. Um, and Roman Reigns came in and attacked them. After the match, Roman beat up Montez and Angelo. And then he says he will take out Brock Lesnar as soon as he is done with Finn Balor. And then now something to note here. Where we were sitting, when Roman Reigns is watching the match, he's down like, like right by the ring. When I was paying attention to the stage, the stage was starting to smoke. Like there was like fog was starting to fill up the stage. So we knew, okay, Balor is coming. We knew something was happening because they did it like, um, they did it like twice. They did it probably like probably to rehearse, make sure it was going to work. But if you weren't paying attention to it, you wouldn't have seen it on my, like they didn't show on TV, obviously. So then um, the, Music hits, the ramp gets covered in smoke as the demon Finn Balor, the demon returns to WWE, makes his way to the ring, and he stands in front of Roman Reigns, and then the commentators say it might be the demon versus Reigns at Extreme Rules, and it will be that. So, Carlos, what did you think of the main event and then the demon Balor returning? The demon Balor was awesome. That was really cool to see. Um, the Usos versus Street Pops was really good. I think they fought before. Mm. This is definitely yeah, my they fought a few times. Yeah, the match that they definitely stole the not stole the show, but like I really liked it. Um, 
And I like the fact that like Roman like like um like took Monte to beat everybody knew Jimmy Uso was gonna kick out. But um but I like the fact that Roman like came in and like took out Montez Ford because he pretty much saved the family. Like he always does. Yeah, because the Usos are so bad by themselves. But the second they beat somebody up, they're like freaking the whole and, and by the way, I feel like the Usos are really over. Like they're getting a little over than more over uh, than listen. I got they were over, people are going loud. But to be honest with you guys, someone in my section was chanting D U I D U I because they know he has one. Someone like one person. <laughs> no, there there it, it wasn't too loud, but there was a couple of people behind me that were getting a little rowdy and you know. And I even said to the guy next to me, I was like, I don't know why they keep giving him opportunities. He's like, I don't ever agree. He doesn't deserve it. I was like, mm. but yeah, no, the crowd is getting into them. I do agree, Carlos. How about you, Dan? What do you think? It was a good match. I mean, I understand why Roman got involved, you know, because he has to protect them, blah, blah, blah. I understand that, but I didn't, I don't care for that. But, like, I understand that he's doing it to be a good heel. I understand that's why. So, I can't, like, be too mad at it. But, like, like I said, it was it was an okay match. It was a decent match. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, the thing with the Demon Finn Balor, though, I'm glad Finn Balor is going to get his match with Roman. I'm glad he's finally going to get a real good chance at the Universal title. Because, like, last time, because, I mean, if you think about it, when he was injured and he didn't get his he didn't get his match until he had to go against Brock King Lesnar. Who do you think's gonna win? A scrawny little shit compared to Lesnar? Yeah, I totally think he's gonna win against Brock King Lesnar. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I'm glad he's finally gonna get a fair match to go against for the Universal Title. I'm very glad. I'm just a little scared, just because um. <laughs> I know the demon, the demon Finn Balor has never been defeated before, and like I know, I I pretty much, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Roman's gonna beat him. So now they're gonna pretty much ruin the demon too, and that's the part I really don't want to like see. But what if they do have Balor? Nah, nah, they're gonna have Roman versus Brock. They're gonna <laughs> have if, Roman if, Balor, if Balor does, but I'll be happy. Even though I love Roman, I like I like Balor too. Yeah. But come on, they bring Brock Lesnar back to have him go against Roman. That's not gonna. They're not just gonna go messing that up and make it. They could. They could have brought him back to like go against Lashley. They could have. They didn't, but they could have. So here's my. I don't think that one. was what Lashley wanted, though. And who said it has to be for a title? You're right. I I didn't. It could be. It could be Roman versus. It could be Roman versus Brock. It for like, can be. It can be. The, the, cu- why the, the, cu- be the, the custody of Paul Heyman. But what exactly would be the point? Brock said he wanted to go against him for the title. He wouldn't just accept a no for the the, the the custody of Paul Heyman. Okay. Yeah, Brock fine. totally needs fucking Paul Heyman. Like he's like he's not Brock Lesnar. Like yeah, didn't defeat the Undertaker. Um, listen, children, this is our segment now for our moments of the night. We're each going to say maybe one or if you, if you don't have, if you really need to, but what is your top moment of the night? I'll go with Dan first. Dan, what was your top moment of the night from SmackDown? My top moment of the night was definitely watching the Usos get their fucking ass kicked by Brock Lesnar, of course. Okay, Lesnar. So you were excited to see Lesnar come back and be a Usos. Okay, dude. As much as I hated him back when, like, we when he was Universal Champion and like Raw, or whatever. As much as I hate him at that time, now I love Lesnar. I don't know, like, just because he came back, he's finally gonna hopefully take down Roman, which probably most likely isn't going to happen. But if they finally do and have him do it, I will love Lesnar forever. Ooh, so I, then you'll have a love affair between Carlos and Roman and a love affair between Lesnar and Dan. Why not? Yeah, why not? I wonder, uh, uh, well, you know, my love affair is with Edge, so I guess, you know, there we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, that was that was a good moment. Let me tell you, I went hard when Lesnar I was like, yeah, when he fucked them up. So I was really happy. Um, good moment, yes. Carlos, how about you? What was your top moment of the night? I actually have two. <clears throat> So Roman making his entrance, opening the show, mm-hmm. and Edge being stretched out. Ooh. 
All right. Nice. Well, th- I mean, those two moments were definitely like they both were important. Yes, they both were huge moments. Okay. I, I have two. Do I have two? Yes, I have two. No, I have three. I have three. Okay. I'm sorry, you guys. Because I just. Liar. Number three. My number three moment was seeing um, Becky Lynch come back. No, no, no. I'm, my number three was Brock Lesnar. My number three was Brock Lesnar. Seeing Brock Lesnar come back after not seeing him since 2002 and seeing him just whoop ass and then being able to. I thought these were supposed to be the best moments, not our favorite moments. No, I know. It, it, but, like, for me, like, I know, I know. But, like, I can't. I have, like, more. Like, for me, there's three moments that were the best. Like, I can't, I can't pick a straight one. So all of these are like the best for me. Yeah. Is that okay? I I I said okay. I don't care. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. Okay, so Brock Lesnar coming back. Two, seeing Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, and my number one moments. I don't know if this is a surprise, but seeing Edge. I haven't seen Edge in person since God. Before 2007. So to see him again was awesome. They had a good match. It was sad to see him get stretched out. I literally, after, let me tell you what I did. After Rollins won, I like just didn't do anything. I just like was silent. I was just, I was just looking at the ring. Like, like someone, my best friend had died. And I was just like looking at the ring. And I was like, he's getting stretched out. What do we do? Oh my God. Get in there, Naya. Um, but yeah, so those, those are Edge coming out was probably my favorite all right. I remember. Right. I remember during, or it was either during or like after the show. Anthony was just like texting me, he's like, "Bro, no, I can't believe that just happened." Mhm. 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 I was. I was. You know, I felt bad. You know, but I know Carlos was happy, which makes me happy that Carlos was happy. So it's a revolving world in a circle that never ends. The circle of life. All right. So thank you everyone for joining us. We are gonna go. We appreciate you all for listening to us. I'm going to put in the description below where you could check us out. And any last words? Have a great week, guys. And we, yes, have a good week. We will see you with our Raw recap, NXT 2.0, which is really weird that they're calling it 2.0 now. And then, of course. They're really calling it 2.0? As being called NXT 2.0. They're referring to it as NXT 2.0. Oh, that's so stupid yes so then we'll be back with smackdown and extreme rules is coming up so we'll have our prediction video for that when is extreme rules exactly let me look that up for us i will tell you extreme i'm glad it's not the horse show at extreme rules that was a horror show in itself uh <laughs> it's september 25th. i mean the thing we had seth rollins gouging out Rey mysterio's eye first off the only good match is like Bailey versus Nikki Cross. That was the best match of the night. Yes, um, it's going to be September twenty sixth, and they're going to be from and they're going to be in Columbus, Ohio. So. Columbus, Ohio. Ooh. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. Have a good night. Stay safe. That's Alexa Bliss's hometown. Oh, Columbus. Maybe Alexa will win. I would love to see Alexa win the title. We'll talk about that on Raw. So, thank you for tuning in and. Stay safe, and we will see you all soon with our next recap. Bye. Bye.